love that intro music. <laughs> and welcome back to Marty's Illegal Stick, episode number 17, recording on March 11th, 2021, here in the My Little Falls studios in beautiful Little Falls, New York. I'm Scott Kinville, and we got a very interesting show in tab for everybody today. And before we get going, I want to bring in all of our co-hosts here along for this merry ride of hockey knowledge. First of all, I'm going to bring my father, Leo Kinville, in. How you doing? Good, good, good. Good morning, Scott. I'm just confused. One night we were on nights, the next day we're in the afternoons, then we're in the morning. Well, we had a little bit of a scheduling mix-up. You're right. We normally go uh, Wednesday nights, but we're, we're, we're Thursday morning. But, you know, you're such a morning person, I figured... Well, I thought, I thought I, you grew up because it's still, like, years ago. You, <laughs> no, I'm never going to grow up. <laughs> never. I just figured, you know, if we go in the morning, since you're a morning person, it'll help you with breakaway trivia. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Had to bring that up. Huh? I'm over for sixteen. <laughs> uh, you didn't hear that, Rich. <laughs> and no. our producer, Mr. Dave the Save Warner. Been watching any hockey, Dave? You know, Rob actually texted me the other day with sports beat. He uh-huh. said, "There's a hockey game on now. You got to go watch it." And I said, ah, "I'm into reading something. I'm not going to turn it on." I haven't. You did. No, I didn't. Oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> I didn't. I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it one bit. <laughs> and today, making his return at last. We finally got him out of that thing he calls a job. <laughs> Coming back to Marty's Illegal Stick is the one and the only, the Emmy Award winning Rich Basucci. Rich, how you been? Wow. So I, I got to tell you, man, I don't know if I can actually uh, live up to that intro, but I, I definitely appreciate it. Well, I'm Good sure stuff. you can try anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that whole job thing, that's really interfering with my life. I, I know. <laughs> Rich, how dare you make money? <laughs> it's, a, it's an awful thing. It's an awful thing. And, you know, and I got to tell you, I got to give you a little funny side story is uh, in the, the past couple of weeks since I haven't been on the show, I started this thing. It's called a, a diet. And I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but uh, so, so apparently I'm on a diet right now. And it is by far, along with the job, it's the worst experience I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> you're not supposed, to, you're not supposed to do both at the same time. <laughs> Did you, you knew that, right? This is just a disastrous, uh, it's been a disastrous couple of weeks. I'm glad to be on the show. You need to reread that owner's manual, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> How to Life 101. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I got an interesting story to tell you guys. So the segment that we do, the Zamboni Time Machine, Right. I love doing that, that segment. So a few weeks back, we did one about, I wanted to do the, the first ever Zamboni. And I, you know, I don't come up with these stories off the top of my head. I actually have to do research and all that. And I went to the Zamboni website, Zamboni.com. And if you've never been there, go there because there's so much information on there. It'll blow your mind. It's really awesome. But anyways, as I'm going through all this, they have to make it perfectly clear that their trademark is very carefully protected. <laughs> And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> I, I kind of felt like we're all crammed in from the honeymooners at first. I go, I'm going to hum and I'm going to hum and I'm going to So I emailed the company. I, you know, I explained to them. I said, hey, listen, I go, I just want to make you aware that uh, I, I've been using your name in my uh, podcast. I, I hope you don't mind. And long story short, we had a series of emails back and forth. They were really nice about it. And uh, it turns out we're not going to get sued. That's good. I, that's exactly how I felt right there. 
they were very nice about it. You know, they were very understanding. And uh, like I said, if you ever have a chance, go to Zamboni.com. It's, it's really interesting. And uh, we might even in a future episode have a rep from the uh, Zamboni company on to talk about all well, the company, the past, the future, and the present. Oh, so, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, Scott, I, I got to be the first to admit. Now, I've watched hockey for a very long time, uh, at least like 30 years. And this is the first time ever that I've, that I've completely understood this. So it's not – the machine itself is not a Zamboni. Correct. Right. It's, it, we had this conversation. It's, it, what is it, an ice? It's, a, uh, it's an ice resurfacing machine. Okay, so and that's like I, everybody I know says I always want to ride the Zamboni, and that's right. That's, and that's what I always thought too. I was that's why I didn't think Zamboni time machine was a big deal. But I yeah. guess as it turns out, there there was a, like a couple of knockoff brands in like Europe, mm-hmm. and apparently, and I don't can't remember exactly how long ago it was. It was like fifteen or twenty years ago. One of those machines actually caught fire on the ice. What? Yeah, oh, it yeah, was yeah, it was yeah, a knockoff yeah. Zamboni machine, right? So. Zamboni had to make it perfectly clear right away. Say, hey, whoa, 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 that's not our machine. And that's where right. a lot of this came from because, you know, like, yeah, it's exactly it. You, know, you think, oh, it's a Zamboni, right? It's kind of yeah. like calling like a, a soda, either a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi. Well, when you, you ask, know? what do you ask to say, you know, hey, I just want a Coke. They yeah. go, well, we have Pepsi. You know, I mean, yeah, right. I, yeah, I have to be very clear. So I, I understand now why they do it like that. So yeah. very interesting. It is. Absolutely is. Yeah. So, this week we have for everybody, since we are about halfway through the NHL season, and I just love these types of shows anyway, we are going to have our mid-season award show. But we're not going to do it like by Vezina or Hart Trophy or anything like that. Oh, no, folks, we are different. <laughs> Dave's laughing. He's like, oh, more than of you know. <laughs> yeah. Thank God there's no video on this one. <laughs> oh, so, anyways... Our mid-season awards are going to be called the Martys. Oh, geez. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I haven't envisioned yet what the trophy is going to look like. <laughs> but anyways, what we're going to do is we have a, a series of categories here. And I'm going to li- list off the, the categories. And us three panelists here are going to give our picks for each category. And we're each going to hand out a Marty. All right. All right. You guys ready for this? Yeah. All right, see, the steam's coming out of Dad's ears. I can see it right through the right, right through the headphones, too. You better check those headphones. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, the first Marty's category is, give me your biggest surprise as far as teams go this year. And, Rich, since you're coming back and you're back in the saddle, I'm going to start off with you. Oh, boy. All right. The honor goes to me. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, the, the biggest surprise team, I was, I was kind of thinking about that um, I'm going to say Chicago, uh, you know, only because when the season first started, this was a team that they were thinking could possibly be in the bottom five. Uh, everything I read, you know, the power rankings, that this is a bottom five team. They're going to be a, a mediocre at best and held a, like basically held afloat by Patrick Kane. That, that was the early reports. And, um, and right now, I mean, they're not, they're not bad. They're uh, fourth in the central. And um, I mean, just kind of looking at it, Alex to I mean, he's, he's contributed so far. He's got 14 goals, 14 assists in 23 games. Uh, I mean, Duncan Keith is like a hundred years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, he's, he's, what, he's 37 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's got eight assists in there. So he's contributing. Um, I mean, goaltending, I mean, it looks solid enough. I mean, they got Lankinen and uh, Suvan. 
uh, I think Lincoln has got 2.76. I'm kind of looking at the stats right now. 2.76 goals against right now uh, with 48 goals given up in 17 games. I, he's got nine wins. So, I mean, they're, they're solid. That's from, from being predicted to be a bottom five team to where they are right now, which is probably a bubble team. I don't, I don't, I'm not imagining any crazy runs. They're not going to, they're not going to win the cup this year. Everybody probably knows that, but, um, you know, they're, they're better than where they were forecast to be. I'll say that. Right. So yeah. I'm going to go with them as my, is my surprise. And of course, Patrick Kane is, uh, he's just, he's having himself a year. He looks great. I'm sure we're going to be talking about him in the uh, categories to come. So I won't go too much into them right now. All right. Sounds good. Dad, what do you think? I'm looking at the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. I, th- I thought they were, weren't going to do very well, but they're playing pretty good hockey. Well, they are. They're getting they're incredible contributions they're, they're from Shifley. They're really, really doing good. I, I, I don't get to see them very often, but when I do watch them, I say, oh, they, they, they did impress me. They do. They do. And you know what? i got to so. tell you, remember that, that beer commercial, The Most Interesting Man in the World? That's exactly yeah. who you just sounded like. I don't get to see the Winnipeg Jets often, <laughs> but what I do, I, I, was, do. I was trying they to impress the hell out of me. I, I, can't, I, can't, I just can't win. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, that, that's, that is a great pick. I mean, it's they're definitely been something to behold this year. Uh, again, solid goal, uh, goaltending from Connor Hellebuck. And you know what? That uh, Neil Pionk, just he impresses me every game. He really does. Yeah. Former New York Ranger. He just, you know. Uh, and the funny part is he was kind of the, the cast off in that, that Jacob Truba trade, and he's really coming yeah. to his own. But, yeah, good call on the Winnipeg Jets. Well, I'll give you the individual. Well, hold on uh, a second. We're going we're gonna to go to that in just a second. I'm going to give you my team, and then we're going to go to the individuals. Oh, okay. 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 So, for me, you guys must have been looking at my list because I got three candidates. And the three candidates are the Chicago Blackhawks, the Winnipeg yep. Jets, and the Minnesota Wild. I tell you, this one was really tough for me between Minnesota and Chicago, but by just the narrowest of margins, I went with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, hmm. Similar to what the Chicago Blackhawks are, right? Nobody was really expecting much out of them. And the thing with Minnesota, I mean, they, they lost their starting goaltender right at the beginning of the year. If you remember, Alex Stalock was in the offseason. He hurt his shoulder, I think it was, or something like that. They bring Cam Talbot in. He gets hurt. You know, so Kapo Kakinen has really taken over in goal there. And honestly, this team is not just winning. They're dominating. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. They really don't have a true number one center, but they they just find ways to win every single night. And I, I tell you, it's, it's really been something to see. Now, let me ask you one question with that. Sure. You think that's going to hold up? Honestly, Rich, I do. Really? I okay. really do. Because that, that West division is that close that there's, you know, they, they don't have to worry about, you know, having dominant teams right in front of them all the time. Yeah. So I, I really do. So my Marty, the first Marty out of my my grubby little paws goes to the Minnesota Wild. Wow. We got three different ones. See, yeah. exactly. That, that, Marty's that, that. are flying off the board already. This is great. <laughs> Everybody who's gets gonna one. Buy all these, yeah, who's going to buy all these Martys? What's going on here? <laughs> Get the local pawn shops ready. <laughs> Rich with that high salary of his. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we're going to have to get Rich and Marty to go along with his Emmy. Oh, boy. I'll be multi-award winning. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that right. would be the new you're intro. Gonna, the multi-award yeah. winning Rich Masucci. <laughs> 
This guy's going to need a scroll for his resume pretty soon. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next category, we'll go to biggest surprise for our player. And, Dad, since you were so eager to go, I'm not going to hold you back. Go for it. Tyler Toffoli from Montreal. Yeah? Hands down, as far as I'm concerned. He's he's really he's playing, he's playing good hockey. He's, he's quite a... He, he really is. He's got uh, 15 goals and 8 assists on the year so far, and he's a plus 11. Uh, you know, he was a longtime L.A. King, and when he got traded last year to Vancouver, he did sort of the similar thing that he's doing this year, just went on a you know, goal-scoring tear. Uh, they, he actually ended up signing with Montreal in the offseason. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, that's a good pick because I wasn't really expecting Toffoli to do this. Um, as a Kings fan, I've seen this movie with Tyler Toffoli before. He'll go on an incredible goal-scoring streak, and then all of a sudden he'll like take you know six weeks off. Mm. But he hasn't this year. I mean, he's been consistent across the board scoring. Well, you don't have six weeks. He's got a shortened season. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So, no, good pick. The Marty from Leo goes to Tyler. Hmm. Almost sounds like a poem. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rich, who you got? Oh, boy. So, I got three letters for you, all right? M-A-F. M-A-F, my friend, yes. And uh, I know it's probably the Pittsburgh homer in me. But come on, I still love to watch this guy come out on top, man. I, I mean, Mark Andre Fleury, oh. that's the man. Uh, last year, I think everybody figured that he'd be on the trading block right about right, right about now, uh, especially with the the addition of Robin Leonard. Um, but you look at this team, and it's Fleury that's carrying them along. Uh, he's got 17 games he started with them. He's carrying a 1.73 goals against right now and a .938 save percentage. Um, I mean. That's terrific. If you, that, that team is getting no offensive production, really, and yet they're winning. And that's just incredible. They've, I, I, I have it somewhere in my notes here. I can't even look. I'm so excited about, about giving my Marty to Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> you know, that's why you um, didn't want to do video, huh? Because your hands are shaking, aren't they? They are. I, I, I'm channeling my inner Italian. My hands are moving a mile. Um, but, yeah, you know, the biggest one, of course, is uh, four shutouts this season which I believe puts him on the uh, the list. He's now the active leader in that category over one yes. Henrik Lundqvist. You are right. <laughs> so I right. had to get that little dig in there, Dad. I had to. Okay. <laughs> He's having so much fun today. Can't you tell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but – you know, 36 years old, and and this guy is still lights out. I, I I'm I'm having like problems accepting that the Penguins gave him away. And I, when I say gave him away, that's exactly what they did years ago. <laughs> yeah, and then they so, threw in a draft pick so they would take him. Yeah, thanks for you reminding know? me of that. And, and it's and it's great because uh, now we're, we're the Penguins are struggling with uh, with their goaltending, and uh, there's no answers. So that's yeah, awesome. It's great. It's good times. So you think maybe he's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after Vegas yeah, went out yeah. and got Robin Leonard at the trade deadline last year and then gave him that huge contract in the offseason. It was kind of like their way of saying, well, sorry, Mark andre it was fun, but you're going to be in the background now. Well, you know, I also think he's he's had to play with a chip in his, on his shoulder for a lot of his career. Yeah. I mean, playing in Pittsburgh, everybody knows, man, like Penguins goaltenders and their crowd, their, their fans – there's like there's no love affair between that. Like <laughs> notoriously, they hate their goaltenders. Jesus, too bad um, Sid couldn't put the pads on and go on goal. That way, they wouldn't hate him. Oh, <laughs> uh, but but you know he people criticized him his whole time in Pittsburgh, 
And then he got traded. And of course, you know, that the big thing was, well, he's too old. Let him go. He, he's going to ride off into the sunset. He did great when he got to Vegas. And what do they do? They, they follow it up by grabbing Robin Leonard. You're right. I'd, I'd play with a chip on my shoulder sure. too. He's done. Absolutely. He's really done nothing but win his whole career. So yeah. What do you do? All right. So your Marty is handed out to Mark Andre Fleury. So yes, here sir. comes mine for the best surprise for the players so far. I got three category or three candidates in this one too. Uh, two of them have been mentioned already. Alex DeBrinkett from the Chicago Blackhawks. Tyler Toffoli, of course. It was a good call. But I also got Kevin Lankinen in, the goaltender from Chicago. Now, mm, on the surface, his numbers don't look all that, you know, overly dominant, right? Nine wins, four losses. He does have four overtime defeats to go along with a 2.76 GAA, a 919 save percentage. He's played in 17 games. But if it wasn't for Kevin Lankinen, I don't think the Blackhawks are contending right now. He's sure. really solidified that that goaltending position for him, which was obvious, honestly, you know, and especially after Taze went down, the goaltending was the biggest absolute question mark for the Hawks. And yeah. I mean, this kid came out of the from the Rockford Ice Hawks, you know, to uh, <laughs> to become what he is. So, guess what? My Marty for the biggest surprise player goes to <laughs> Kevin Lankinen. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> They're flying off the shelves, man. See, that's flying. A, and I paid Dave to put that that sound effect in for me too. So yeah, <laughs> I'm now getting twice perfect. what you're getting, uh, Rich. Yeah, you got two donuts oh. from White Rose. You're perfect. <laughs> we we blew the budget budget for the show on that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. over. <laughs> well, we switched we to do- we, we switched to donuts because Rich is on a diet. Yeah, well, yeah, you got no. I didn't buy anything extra. You just got riches. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. You're talking yeah. about getting paid. I know who's got to buy the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, all right. So the next one, I, and I threw this one in just because of the whole divisional realignment thing. Um, we're going to have our best division. Now, I, this is really just more of a, just your opinion. There really is no scientific basis on any of this. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to get my Marty to the West just because... Honestly, that division is so close that anybody can still sneak into that fourth spot. And, I mean, I, I, I almost wanted to go with the, the North Division, the Canadian Division, because it's certainly exciting. There is absolutely no defense in that division whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it kinda, it's, a, it's a throwback to the old uh, 80s fire wagon hockey, I guess. But eh, I went with the NHL West. What you go with, Rich? Well, I went with the Mass Mutual East Division. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I point that out. Thumbs up to any, you, uh, pal. Thumbs up to yeah. you. <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, you know, unlike you, Scott, I did use science to de- to determine my winner here. Oh, <laughs> hey, so did uh, I. Oh, oh my no. God. All right. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just, dying to hear what the science behind picking the division winner is. Please. Well, really there is. There's no science. But, but you know what it is? It's, I, just, I just look at this division, and, I mean, it, you've said it before. It's like running the gauntlet. Um, I mean, these teams, every other day, they're switching spots here. I mean, the yeah. Islanders, Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston, Philly. You've got like five legitimate contenders sitting right there at the top of that division. Uh, the Rangers, I'm not going to discount them. I mean, you know, that's, that's a, they're a talented team. They've showed flashes. Uh, the only two that are like eh, kind of the cast-offs, obviously, are New Jersey and Buffalo. But um, it, it can also be said they play in a very tough division. So. Sure. Um, you know, and, and when you look at this, I still can't figure out, I can't decide who I think is going to win this division. 
that's that's the problem. They're all legitimate contenders. So, with the playoff yeah. format the way it is, I don't think it matters who wins it because I think that four teams that get in there are going to be so equally matched up that it really doesn't make all that much difference. Yeah, yeah. I you know my biggest concern, and I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's a strength or if it's a weakness, is these teams are so competitive that you almost have to wonder whoever comes out, are they going to be you know that like that much more battle hardened or are they just going to be completely beat to hell and can't go on? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. It's uh it's a, it's a legitimate question. There's my science. That's a legitimate question. <laughs> I'm applying science. <laughs> and I have a feeling there's another Marty going to that division too. I can tell by the look on his face. Absolutely. I, I said mass mutual East, but I did use, well, I, I don't know if it's oh. science or not, but what I looked at, I looked at all the, the conferences and I looked, I looked at them all. So I says, okay, here's the four teams of each one. Those guys are in. I said, okay, the fifth. The fifth place in the uh, Mass Mutual East is, is the Philadelphia Flyers, and they got 29 points, and that's more points than all the rest of them on the rest of the divisions got. So that's yeah. what I figured. I said, well, you know, let's go with that. To me, that's the best division. They you got know, the most points of all the divisions. Philadelphia's really surprising me, too. I thought they'd be higher up. Yeah, yeah. I really it's, did. Carter Hart's having just a rough year. He really is. But again, uh, uh, Rich mentioned it earlier. That that's that's the, that's a tough division. Yeah. Well, looks like the Mass Mutual gets a Marty. Yes. Yeah. There we go. M's all over the place. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Now this one could be a fun category right here, but not so much for the actual well quote unquote winner of this category. <laughs> this category is the biggest dumpster fire. And you know what? I'm going to go first on this one. My three candidates are, of course, the Buffalo Sabres, the Nashville Predators, and the Calgary Flames. Now, Calgary has got a little rude awakening because they brought back a certain coach named Daryl Sutter, who I got a feeling is going to drop the hammer on them. So if I had to guess, they're not going to be a dumpster fire for too much longer. But (laughs) out of those three teams, my Marty, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's going to the Buffalo Sabres. And I know that's that's low-hanging fruit. But, you know, I, I feel sorry for this fan base. They deserve so much better than what this, this product that's being put out there right now. Um, yeah. Just to, to go over it, I mean, they've got, what, 16 <laughs> points. They're a minus 24 goal differential. They're going nowhere. I mean, you know, Jack Eichel keeps saying he doesn't want to get traded. you got to know that he probably wants out of there. You know, they're, Absolutely. <laughs> they're hung with ridiculous contracts. Like that Jeff Skinner contract's a killer right now. And this is a team that just has no direction at all. And uh, and I will give their, their general manager credit, uh, Kevin Adams. He did have a, a press conference about a week ago, and he basically owned it. He's like, yeah. He goes, you know what, we're terrible, and our fans deserve better than this. So I would expect to see a, a house cleaning very soon. Uh, and the first one to go is going to be uh, their coach, Ralph Kruger. Here's one thing I can't understand about the Sabres, right? They're not bad special teams-wise. They're really not. They're, what, fifth in the league in power play and, and 12th in the penalty kill. But they're getting killed at five on five. And here's a team that brought in Taylor Hall in the offseason on a one-year deal, $8 million, to play with Jack Eichel, right, to have that dominant combo to see what they could do. So what's Kruger do about halfway into the season? Splits them up. Yeah. Well, I want yeah. to balance all the scoring. It's like, well, wait a minute. You brought Taylor Hall in to be with Jack Eichel, and you're giving up on that like 10 games into the season? No wonder they're a dumpster fire, you know? I mean, and that's not their only problem, believe me. But they, they certainly deserve this, Marty. That's all I got to say. 
Yeah. And you, and you said it, just a team with no direction. That's There's no better way to describe it. No direction home, as, ba- as Bob Dylan once said. <laughs> what do you think, Rich? Well, you know, I looked, and, and you're right. There are there's some definite low-hanging fruit there. Uh, another one I would have mentioned would be Ottawa. Ottawa is another team that's just they're abysmal. Um, you know, but but I kind of went a different direction. I'm not going to pick on the Red Wings. I'm not going to pick on San Jose. I'm, I'm actually going to go with a team that uh, – actually, two teams that I thought – Maybe there would be a little bit better, and um, and they're they're not. And that is Columbus and Nashville. Both those teams, underwhelming, um, <laughs> I guess is the uh, is the the term for it. Both playing out of the Central, and you know it's it's very funny because when I look at it, Nashville uh, twenty three points, Columbus twenty five points. They're in a division, and and, and maybe you guys will uh, debate me on this. I don't know, but besides Tampa. I don't feel like there's a real big bad in there. There's no big bad guy. Um, yes, Carolina's playing good. You don't think Florida isn't anything special? <laughs> I Listen, <laughs> so you're not going to debate me, right? <laughs> but, 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 I mean, you know, even the fact that before we're talking about Chicago being a surprising team, I mean, there's, there's not really – this is one of the softer divisions, I think. Um, you know, and, and when you look at it, uh, a team, a, a team like uh, like Columbus. I mean, boy, in years past, they've been they've been pretty dominant. They've been a, a force, and uh, I don't know. That's a Tortorella team. Where's See, the defense? I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, uh, you know me. It's just the way I am. Sometimes I just yeah, yeah. blur things out, right? Mm-hmm, uh, sure. But as far as that being a soft division, I don't think it's a soft division at all. Actually, those top three teams are solid. Yeah, Tampa oh, Bay, man. Carolina, and Florida is playing out of their minds this year. See, I, they I, really I, are. So if, if you if you take away the mm-hmm. Hawks' renaissance here, mm-hmm. any of those teams could be in the in the hunt for the fourth spot, just like in the West. I, I now let me clarify. The way I look at this is <laughs> <laughs> science. The yeah. way I look at it is, is <laughs> if I put if I put Florida or I put Carolina back in the divisions that we had from last year. Okay. Um, I don't think that they would be as competitive as they are. I still think you would see teams like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, there's a ton of them. Toronto would be trouncing these guys. Um, you know, just it's it's. I know you can't base everything on last year's stats. I get that, but I still think you know, come playoff time, when you start putting some of these teams out there, I don't think they're as good as as maybe they let on. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong, but. Any way about it, I look at it, and Columbus and Nashville are completely underwhelming, and um, and I'm I'm really concerned about that for Columbus because again, like I was saying, that's a Tortorella team, and you know you would expect him to be all over that. Yeah, but uh, don't forget they had that whole Pierre Luc Dubois mess to deal with. They did. They they, they did get a good return on that, even though Patrick Line has just like disappeared over the past what last six games. Yep. I don't even think he has yep. a point, but that you know you're getting that with Line. You're either going to get. A ton of goals and a ton of points, and you're also going to have those, you know, moments of well, weeks, I should say, <laughs> of absolutely yeah. nothing. But I mean, I I expect them to to maybe turn it around. I, there's still time. I mean, we're you know, it's still fairly. What are we about halfway through? I don't even know what the the, the numbers we got. And eh, twenty seven. So I don't know. There's times. There's time to turn it around, but these guys really got to st- start doing a little bit better. And uh, and I think it's on Nashville. Um, their 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 penalty kill is horrible. 
Yeah. Absolutely horrible. So, and that's probably their Achilles heel on that team. Can they right the ship? Yeah, there's still time. But um, when you're talking like, you know, dumpster fire teams from, from what I expected, right? I, I, I would say, yeah, that those two are going to, if I, if I have to give one, I'm going to give it to Columbus. And that's, that's who I'm going. That's, that's my, uh, that's my Marty and I'm sticking with it. All right. All right, Dan, what do you think? <laughs> I got, I, I did what you did, Scott. I went with the Sabres and yeah. uh, they have no chemistry no. at all. And, you know, you always say you got to play 60 minutes of hockey. And if anybody played hockey, yeah, you play 60 minutes, you're, you're going to be pretty tough. Right. These guys aren't playing 20 minutes of hockey. No. So that, that's, and it shows. Again, when, when you get to see them, they, they, they have uh, uh, flashes in the game, about three minutes maybe. That's about it. They, right. they, and there's just no chemistry. The left hand don't know what the right hand is doing. No. So that's good. they're yeah. still in the dumpster. That's going to be it. All right. So there's our Marty's for that award, or that category. So we're going to have to change this up a little bit, guys, because I just uh, was told by our producer we're running a little bit later than we normally would. So oh. instead of <laughs> right, instead of breaking down left wing, right wing, center, why don't we just go with best forward so far? Mm, that's, that's all right. Let's just yeah. I'm right. I know I just screwed all you guys right up. No, no, but, that's fine. But overall, who do you have for your best forward, Rich? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just say real quick because I had to get it in there for left wing. I had Drysidel. Uh, right. You know, I really think he's playing lights out. But but really, what it comes down to is Connor McDavid. I mean, you know, Connor Connor McJesus. I also like to call him Connor McGregor. Apparently, I'm gonna say <laughs> Connor McDavid. <laughs> Let's get some fight music yeah, in there. Where, where is it? <laughs> I'm gonna say it though. <laughs> Six, 16 goals, 32 assists. I, you know, it. I hate to buy into the hype every year, but it's the truth. It, it's him and, and everybody else. Uh, yeah. He's he's the best in the game. End of story. Yeah, so. I, I think I think I, I can agree with that. Actually, yeah, I, I can too. Even though I'll tell you, Drysaddle and Kane are right there, though. I will say yeah. for Connor McDavid, though, this is a guy. I mean, honestly, even if like the Oilers are playing anybody, if they're on, I'll watch just because of Connor McDavid. But you yep. ever notice he's yep. always scowling? It's like, dude, smile. You're the most talented hockey player in the world. <laughs> smile. <laughs> you know? It's, a, it's not good enough. Yeah, all right. It's almost like he needs one of those wrestling managers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needs a Bobby the Brain Heenan in his corner. Because <laughs> he's a heel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I also had Patrick Kane as my uh, as my best right winger. So yeah, he's having yeah, a He's having a great, he's a good. All this agreeing, summer. all this agreeing, I can't believe it. Even though for my best left wing, I had Jonathan Huberto from Florida. I can see that absolutely. I had uh, Brad March. I mentioned I can't stand this pick. I, 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 I did. I, you of all people pick Brad March. Yeah, I can't stomach the guy, but I to me, wow, he's a, he's a hell of a left Man. wing. He's tough. He he plays old fashioned hockey. Period, and that's. Huh? Sometimes he might be a little dirty, like most of the time. But anyway, uh, yeah, maybe he's got one of the best nicknames in hockey. Too, <laughs> I was, I was, the rat. <laughs> I was even, even thinking about Panarin, but of course, I don't know what the hell's going to happen on him. But well, he's back at Rangers practice now. Anyway. Yeah, well, that's so he's day to day. I know, but yeah, yeah. Kane, Kane and, and uh, McDavid were the other two. That's automatic. But boy, yeah. left wing. I, that, that there's some good left wingers out there. Well, at least we got to shorten that category up for you. <laughs> 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 All right, moving right along. Our best defenseman. 
So I'll go first on this one. Uh, I had, uh, for my candidates, are Victor Hedman, Drew Doughty, and Jeff Petrie from the Montreal Canadiens. Now, I know logic says to go with Victor Hedman, right? Uh Uh-oh. And my heart wants to go with Drew Doughty because he's had an absolute renaissance of a season. But, guys, Jeff Petrie has been incredible for Montreal so far this year. Underrated, undervalued, honestly, because he gets overshadowed by Shea Weber. But he's got 10 goals, 14 assists, and he's a plus 16. Plus 16, absolutely. In a division that does not play defense. It does not play defense. So guess what? Jeff Petrie, you are getting a Marty's Award from me. Congratulations. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there, I'm the one who went out on the limb. Rich, what do you got? You know what? And and it really came down to two things on there. Um, You you said it, Victor Hedman, Jeff Petrie. Uh, I looked at them both, and and of course you're right. But plus sixteen, Hedman's a plus nine right now. Right. Um, the only the only difference is I think you know uh, what's it like one more game played doesn't matter. Um, yeah, you're you're not wrong on that. Jeff Petrie is is kind of lighting it up. So it, I, we might be agreeing on that too, Scott. I don't know. Whoa, I don't like to do that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Everybody hold so, hands now. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dad? Who you got? Well, I forgot why I did it, but I got uh, Montreal Canadian, but it wasn't your guy. It was Joel Edmondson. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I, I was just looking up. I, I'm, I don't know if I looked at the wrong column. I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to well, I'm trying to find out, okay, that's the stats, and it says. Uh, uh, maybe you're thinking Shea Weber. So, well, I'll tell you what. You no, can... well, no, right there. It's a plus minus. He's a minus 26. Bring my plus 26. And that's about the only thing I can find on him. But maybe oh. I just felt good because he was a plus 26. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, science. Hey, exactly. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does he get a Marty, he gets the science Marty. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get I moving, will say moving real quick, right along. Drew, Drew, Doughty, Drew Doughty, you're right. It's good to see his name back in there. Yeah. And, um, and also P.K. Subban. I know he's not lighting things up, but it's nice yeah, to see his name. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, yep. so we're finishing up here. We're, we're down in the home stretch. Real quick, Rich, who you got for your best goalie? Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. Good pick. Yep. Good pick. How about yep. you, Dad? After I said all that about Martin Andre Fleury, Vasilevsky. <laughs> you know what, Rich? I am going to blow your mind right now. I said Fleury. I'm going with Fleury, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah I, right. I can't help it. I, You know, as much as I can't stand the Vegas Golden Knights, he's just been the story. He really has. Oh, my God. So, is it, are, are you all right? Something's no, I'm not. <laughs> I am not. This is this is really tough for me. But <laughs> You're siding with the Golden Knights, and he's siding with the Bruins. What is going on? I know. <laughs> this whole world has gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a world yeah. gone mad. Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave's got the hockey fairies flying around the studio too. Great. <laughs> oh boy, this show's going off the rails. <laughs> All right. So to finish this up, overall, who is the MVP of the league so far this year? I'll go first. So I got three candidates. I got Mark Andre Fleury, Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. and Patrick Kane. Oh God. You know what, guys? It's got to be Patrick Kane. It's got to be Patrick Kane that gets the Marty because of what Chicago's done. And he's been the driving force behind it. McDavid. I can understand the McDavid pick. I understand it because of the numbers. But Edmonton should be good. 
with all that talent. I, I and you know what? Nobody could blame me for taking McDavid at all. But I'm, the reason I'm going with Kane is because Chicago should not be here. No. And if Patrick Kane isn't putting up the kind of numbers that he is, they're not. I mean, Ugh. it's it's, a, it's the same reason why I couldn't pick Flurry because Vegas is a good team. So yeah. Yeah. remember, it's most valuable player. So that's my reasoning for giving Patrick Kane a Marty. This world has gone crazy. I just gave Patrick Kane a Marty. In a world gone mad. It has. Oh, Absolutely <laughs> insane. Nah, McDavid. <laughs> anyway, look at He's not giving up on that. <laughs> that's fine. Who you got, Rich? Uh, listen, 1A, 1B, Kane and Flurry. Uh, because you're mm-hmm. right. It, without Kane, uh, they're nowhere. That's that. You're you're 100% right on that. Um, it, without Flurry, eh, 73 goals for 51 against. I mean, that's tied for first with Tampa. Um, that without him, they're kind of like a middle of the pack team. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you're 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 right. It's like uh, it has to be based on who means the most. Who who's carrying <laughs> that team? I don't know. One A, one B. Yeah, it could go either way. Right. I'll say Flurry just because I don't want to agree with you again. <laughs> <laughs> That a boy. I like the spirit. All right. So we got to get this segment wrapped up here. So real quick, lightning round here. Who you got in the finals, Rich? Oh, God. You had to go with me first. Uh, I did. It's lightning uh, round, so you don't even have to explain. Okay. Uh, Tampa. Blues? Uh, God, I don't know. I have no idea. This is tough because it's a crapshoot. It's a total crapshoot. Okay. So who was it? Tampa and who? The Blues? Oh, the Blues. Okay. Okay. Uh, I thought you said the Bruins. All right. Never mind. No, I'm going to say that, but I won't like myself for it. So there you go. (laughs) Dad? Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Islanders. Okay. Oh, my God. I know it. No. (laughs) Wow. Maybe we shouldn't record in the morning anymore because I think you've truly lost your mind (laughs) picking the Islanders in the finals. But I did, too. But I got them going against Tampa. So I think think Toronto is for real. So that's... Yeah, so I, but we'll we'll see what happens. All right, so we got to end this segment. Thank you for attending the Martys, everybody. We appreciate it. We'll see you next year. Uh, (laughs) And end this segment like we always do. We're going to end it with breakaway trivia. And this week's question is, what player holds the NHL record for most shorthanded goals scored in one game? The answer when we come back. Need to find that gift for someone special? Visit Little Falls Presents at the Stone Mill and Canal Place. Stop by today to find unique artist work, t-shirts, coffee cups, gift towels, greeting cards, tote bags, koozies, and original oil paintings and prints. It's all about the art of the gift. For more information, visit mylittlefalls.com shop or call 315-508-5310 for details. And we're back with segment two of Marty's Illegal Stick. First of all, we got to get the answer to Breakaway Trivia. Do you guys need the question one more time? You always do the question yeah. one more time. All so right. let's do it one more time then. Yeah. All right. What player holds the NHL record for most shorthanded goals scored in one game? What do you think, ooh, Rich? Oh, 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 I don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Horshack from our Welcome yeah. Back Mr. Connor. Mr. Connor. Oh, oh, Mr. Connor. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no clue on this one. Okay. Oh. All right. So no answer. Now, Dad, I know I, we talked about this. All right, so I gave you your Look, first hint. He's smiling over there like I, he's got an answer. I gave, well, I I gave I him his it. first hint. I gave him his first hint. I think at I the got house, it. right? I think I got so it was it. a New York yeah. Ranger from the 1990s. Yep. Here's your second hint. 
He was uh, diminutive in size. Let's just put it that way. He was a smaller player. Oh, that just blew everything oh, right, right out the window. Oh, for 17. Yeah, I'll be over 17. Yep. Because I'm going to pick Brian Leach, and he's not little. So No. Okay, huh. so the answer is Theron Flurry. He scored three shorthanded goals in one game against the St. Louis Blues on March 9th, 1991. Really? That's, yeah. Wow. Could you imagine that? Scoring three shorties in one game. Pretty awesome. Wow. Great. I thought you said he was popular. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't all that popular, Flurry. Uh, what? Uh, of course, this is the guy that gave Joel Edmondson a Marty, too, but that's a... <laughs> You know, <laughs> you've got a very nice studio here, but there might be some blood on the walls here pretty quick. Uh, here we go. Uh, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start Hockey Hot Takes. Uh, sad news, Walter Gretzky passed away on March 4th at the age of 82, known as hockey's Canada, or Canada's hockey dad, uh, Wayne Gretzky's father. Really tragic loss. I mean, this guy was just fantastic. Uh, always there to give an interview. Never, you know, turn anybody down or anything like that. And just, just a really sad story. Um, I got a picture from that trip that we took out to Buffalo when I was younger. It was at 89, I think, we went out. Mm. And um, we were actually fortunate enough to be in the same hotel that the Kings were at, believe it or not, with Gretzky. And it was incredible. And uh, we were loitering outside of the, the restaurant, of course. And the Gretzkys were in there eating. And I actually have a picture that I'm going to put on the website of that I took of Wayne coming out, but his father was right next to him. So it's pretty cool that. You know, and you had I, to sit in the seat he ate. He sat in to eat. Yeah. Remember that? Absolutely. Oh, there was food all over this. I'll wait right here. I'm going to wait. <laughs> He's going to sit in that chair, come out of high water. That's yeah. all he was doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Just That's a, a cool story, though. Yeah. Just a tragic loss, though. And uh, speaking of tragic losses, uh, former New York Ranger, member of the Miracle on Ice team, Mark Pavlich, passed away on March 5th at the age of 62. Uh, he was he was found dead in a, a mental health facility that he was being treated at. He'd been having a lot of uh, mental health and substance abuse issues. But uh, it's just it's such a shame what, what happened with him. Um, tragic, is there's, there's no other way to put it. Um, they say a lot of his problems stemmed from, uh, they say CTE, from his playing days as concussions. And I think that it really there there needs to be an actual real discussion with real solutions as far as this goes. You know, there's only and I don't know how, how I want to say this. It's I think they they do pretty much as much as they can for while the players are playing. You know, they're developing new equipment all the time, and hopefully they develop even more. You know, more uh, better. You know, protection for the players. And I'm sure they will as technology evolves. You know, they've got the concussion spotters out right now and all that. But I think going forward, they really need to improve their post-career treatment for these players. Sound like yes, the NFL. Absolutely. The NFL says you know, the same I think thing. that's that's where the key is right there because you know once these guys are done playing, it's kind of like hey, you're on your own, you know, and and it shouldn't be that way. But you know, no, I, I, I mean, I can tell you from from working on the ambulance that it's a double-edged sword because you know players have to be willing to partake in these programs as well. So that's going to be the other thing is to get, you know, people convinced that, hey, there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting treated for this stuff after you're done playing. And I think that's where leagues like the NHL and the NFL really have to step up their efforts and put a lot more money into this. Yeah, um, I agree. Because that's, that's it's, it's you know, one is too many, and it shouldn't be happening really. 
you know, especially with all the, the medical knowledge we have nowadays. What do you think, Rich? I, I would agree. I mean, you know, if you look at like the tale of uh, Mike Webster, I know that very well because obviously Pittsburgh fan, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Hall of Fame center. And, you know, to the best of my knowledge, I mean, he was living under bridges and everything else at the end of his uh, his life. It's, right. it's tragic. And and you're you're absolutely right. They they just kind of thanks for playing. And uh, down the road, it, it, it can't be that way. No, it can't be that not way. Not at all. Not at all. So. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to a better note here. Uh, congratulations to Patrick Kane on playing his 1,000th game in the NHL on March 10th. And also congratulations are in order to Barry Trotz of the New York Islanders, who coached in his 1,700th career NHL game on March wow. 9th. A uh, 2-1 shootout win over the Boston Bruins. He becomes only the third coach in NHL history to coach at least 1,700 games. You guys know who the other two were? Oh, Jesus. Uh, no, good guess, though. Good guess. Was it Joel Blake? No. Mm. It's Scotty Bowman and Joel Quenville. Really? Oh, I, I, yeah. Scotty Bowman, Bowman I can understand. Yeah, that's what I said, but too. Joel Quenville, really? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. It's wow. exactly what I said. But yeah, good for him. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but the NHL is going back to ESPN starting next season. They're on a seven-year contract. Um, I, don't, I don't think the money numbers have been disclosed yet. But it's um, apparently the, the finals, the Stanley Cup finals, are going to be on ABC for the seven years, and they're going to be streaming like over a thousand games on ESPN Plus. Um, I read a report this morning that NBC and Fox are also still in the mix because what the NHL wants to do is what the other major leagues do. Uh, they have one major like network that covers them, and then the other networks get bits and pieces of it. So mm-hmm. expect a lot of hockey to start next season, and along with that, NHL TV is no longer. Starting next season. Oh wow! So mm-hmm. that basically becomes ESPN Plus. Well, bravo! Because if there's yeah. one fault of the NHL, it's their ability to network themselves out. Right. I mean, I've said I've said that for years. You can be a basketball fan. There's always a basketball game on. Same with baseball. Same with football. Hockey. Oh boy, it's it's slim pickings. It right. really is. You're absolutely so. right. That's exactly right. All right. Well, I mean, hey, but hey, more hockey, better. That's all I got to yeah. say. Right? Oh, better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, my producer here is telling us that we are running way over time, so I'm going to start closing this segment down with our website of the week. Website of the week is brought to you by 315hockey.com. 315hockey.com is your news hub for all levels of hockey in central New York. This week's website of the week is www.eprinkside.com. Uh, if you get a chance to check this out, it's really cool. It's part of Elite Prospects. All kinds of hockey news from all levels, NHL, AHL, Prospects news. Uh, just something really cool. If you've got a few minutes to kill and you want to check things out, go to eprinksod.com. Um, since we are running behind, I'm going to put our comments news and our Pioneers news on the uh, on the Facebook page to, uh, to accompany all that. So we're going to go to commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to take a ride on that Zamboni time machine. We'll be right back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news information and events in the city. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of Little Falls, New York. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, and our events calendar. 
It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling stories about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of local residents and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Stop by today at mylittlefalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And welcome back for segment three of Marty's Illegal Stick, the Zamboni time machine. Before we get going, I just do want to point out that the Zamboni name is used uh, with permission. It's actually a trademark. So part of my agreement with the Zamboni company is I have to let everybody know that it is a trademark and we are using it with permission. So this week, the Zamboni time machine is brought to you by www.zamboni.com. This week, the Zamboni Time Machine takes us back to December 26, 1923, in the first game played by Howie Morenz, the NHL's forgotten superstar. Known as the Stratford Streak, the Mitchell Meteor, and the Canadian Catapult because of his blazing speed, Morenz made an immediate impact, helping Montreal win the Stanley Cup that season over the Calgary Tigers of the Western Canada Hockey League. Don't forget the Stanley Cup was still a challenge trophy at this time. He would win a total of three Stanley Cups with the Canadians, <clears throat> excuse me, with the help of teammates with equally colorful nicknames such as George the Chicoutimi Cucumber Vesna, Battleship Ledoux, and Johnny the Little Black Cat Gagnon. Individually, Howie Morenz was in a class all his own. In the 1927-28 season, he became the first player in NHL history to break the 50-point barrier, scoring 51, including 18 assists, which was a record at the time. In 1929-30, he scored an astounding 40 goals in 44 games. And by 1933, Morenz was the NHL career leader in both points scored and goals scored. Morenz was not a big man. He stood only 5'9 and weighed only 165 pounds, but he was larger than life. He was made for the Roaring Twenties, much like Babe Ruth was in baseball. Morenz loved to imbibe in booze and gambling and brought his ukulele on every road trip, which provided entertainment on the long train rides. <laughs> Tiny Tim of the past, right? <laughs> One day at Elmer Ferguson's house, a friend who happened to be a Montreal sports writer, Morenz was drinking a lot of beer and eating Limburger cheese with onions. <laughs> Tasty. God. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Ferguson told the Stratford Street, you stink and you're full of beer. You'll never play hockey tonight. Oh, well, Howie proved him wrong by not only playing that night, but scoring a hat trick in the process. With his skills beginning to decline, Morenz was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks in 1934, who would in turn trade him to the New York Rangers one and a half years later. In 1936, he was sent back to the Canadians, and all seemed good in his world again, as he was, ha- he was never happy about leaving Montreal in the first place. Sadly, Morenz's career would come to an end before he wanted it to. On January 28, 1937, in a game against the Blackhawks at the Montreal Forum, his skate would get caught in the wooden boards, and the ensuing collision with defenseman Earl Seibert would break his leg in four places. Morenz was devastated by the reality of his career being over, and while still in the hospital on March 8th of that year, he suffered a heart attack and died instantly at the age of 34. His funeral was held at the Montreal Forum and attended by 10,000 people inside, and another 15,000 people waited outside. The Canadians would retire his number seven, the first player in franchise history to receive that honor. In 1945, he was a part of the first class inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, and in two, two, I'm sorry, 2017, he was named one of the top 100 players of all time at the NHL Centennial. While many today don't remember him, the Morenz legacy lives on. His daughter Marlene married Canadian's legend Bernie Boom Boom Jeffreon, and their son Dan uh, briefly played for the Habs. Dan's son, Blake Jeffreon, won the Hobie Baker Award as college hockey's top player in 2010. 
In the 2011-12 season, Blake would play 13 games for Montreal, making him the fourth generation of the family to play for the Blue Blanc et Rouge. And that, my friends, concludes this week's trip on the Zamboni Time Machine. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Howie Morenz. You know, I, I knew how no, I didn't know him. I mean, I, I've read a lot about him, and, and you know, did you guys eat Limburger cheese together? Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, bread and hot mustard. Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I, God. I, it, because when you mentioned Boom Boom Jeffrey on, you know them guys. Uh, yeah, that, no, I that, tell you, that goes back. That takes me back to, to when I first was. I was involved in hockey like you guys are today. Mm-hmm. You guys are coming up with stats and stuff that's driving me up up the wall. But, but. <laughs> but I tell you though, I don't think the NHL does a good enough job of like spotlighting its past. You know, I wish they yeah. had like you know, like the NFL has NFL films. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? If that, you, if, that would be super. You know, maybe that's part of the ESPN package if they did something like that. They did like a documentary series or something. Yeah, send them an email. Yeah, you know, see yeah. how far that goes. <laughs> You know, I, I like those uh, I like those nicknames they have. The, the Black Cat. And, what was Black. the other? The Cucumber? The Security Cucumber. George yeah, Vesna, I, who the Vesna Trophy is named after. Listen, we're going to have to rethink my introductions here from now on. What, we want to use the rat? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. The Security Me with Suchi, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, How big is this guy, <laughs> Rich? <laughs> he's bigger than you are. Well, oh, well, <laughs> then I'd be careful because he's going to stomp the snot out of you. <laughs> hey, he's a Penguins fan. You're a Rangers fan. I'm safe. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not even on this hemisphere. You're over in there. Oh. Wow, laying there with. Well, that is going to do it for this week's Marty's Illegal Stick. That was a lot of fun, i got to say. It was. It was. Uh, you can find us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter. We're even on Instagram now at Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast. Uh, we're on YouTube on the My Little Falls channel, and our websites are www.martysillegalstick.com and www.mylittlefalls.com. For Leo Kinville, for Dave Warner, for Rich Masucci, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>